welcome to episode 157 of Labs Gamer Radio. It's been a while since we've done a regular episode um, because 2020 is hell world and we decided to try and escape it by playing Dungeons and Dragons for the last couple of months. Uh, I don't even know how to start one of these episodes anymore. It's been a long time. That'll do. How, how, is, how is everyone? Not too bad, how are you? The world's on fire, but are you guys alright? Uh, yeah. Trying my best yeah. to forget about the world, I guess. You can only control what you yeah. can control, right? So, be a good... Hiding down in your sex dungeon. Hiding down in the... Yeah. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> my lovely basement, <laughs> as you can see. It's not a sex dungeon. <laughs> it is, but that look definitely looks like a sex swing in, your, in the little closet behind you. Nope, that's a laundry room. Made you look, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the world is a horrible place right now. 2020 just keeps on going from bad to worse. Uh, and, oh, well, if, you've, if, you, if you're interested in our political opinions are, then you can see us on, see on our individual Twitter accounts, but we'll probably try and keep that off this episode. It's just a little bit of escapism, I guess. Yeah. So, I guess we've all been playing quite a lot of games because we're not allowed to go outside. Um, yep. Adam, what have you been playing? I've got a list and a half, I tell you. <laughs> Sorry. Some of these I think <laughs> I've played as well. My list is very, very long of stuff I've beaten since I guess I was last on, so I'm not going to go through everything. But like some select highlights. I beat Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, I still really haven't finished game. that. Uh, yeah, it's good. I ended up putting down the difficulty later on in that game because mm-hmm. I was getting annoyed with it. And I was like, I just want to play this for the story. Yeah. And it was still challenging enough and I still got what I wanted out of it, which is a good Star Wars story. Kind of makes me wish that the Dungeon Souls games would offer something like that. But I get why they don't. Uh, I beat Control. Again, really okay. good game. Um, hmm. Played on Xbox One S, has some performance hmm. issues. You've been playing it. Were you playing uh, it on PC I, or, or the old VHS Xbox? Nick? I was playing it on PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was there was some issues. It was kind of whenever you open into the main outer like hub world, uh, there was a bit of slowdown. And pretty much whenever you loaded back from hmm. a menu... Um, or whenever a cutscene finished, it kind of had a bit of a stuttery, uh, obviously while it streamed everything in. But this is the kind of thing that apparently PlayStation 5 is going to improve upon. So Yeah, Xbox was a little bit different. It was, every time the combat got a little bit too heavy, it was jittery. And then <clears> they <throat> patched it to maintain the frame rate, it drops in resolution instead. But some places, it dropped in resolution significantly, which I believe if you were playing on like Xbox One X, was more of a problem because mm. it looked significantly worse. Whereas for me, playing on a 1S, it didn't look terrible. But a fun game. And i got to go back and play all the DLC when it's around. Uh, I played and beat <laughs> Sonic Mania Plus. Because I'd already beaten Sonic Mania, but never went and beat the Plus version. Uh, so basically, they made that game harder by... Instead of having lives, you pick up extra characters as you go along. And when you die... You just kind of become another character. And it's quite cool. They included characters from old Sonic games like Ray, who's only in Sega Sonic Arcade. 
Um, and he's a, I forget what he is. I think he's an anteater or something. But yeah, pretty cool. And still the best Sonic game that has been around for a, a long time. Uh, I beat FIFA 19's journey mode. Mm. Not fun. Mm. It's like that story just got boring. They tried to, I even skipped parts of it. Because for some reason they decided to, it was fair, they, uh, the end of FIFA 18, it's unveiled that Alex Hunter has a stepsister who's an American international. You can play her story. But then you can also play his mate's Danny's story, and it's just not interesting. So fortunately, it lets you skip those bits. Um, yeah, I, I started also playing FIFA 20 and started Volta, and that's a lot more interesting. Like, way more fun. So I'd recommend Volta over the journey for sure that was the um Volta's the indoor football stuff right indoor mode yeah yeah which hasn't been in fifa for years no i watched you playing some of that on mixer oh, and um yeah. it looked really fun yeah i've still got to upload that video to my uh true pads for goalpost channel mm. uh then resident evil 2 i finally got around to beating that as well the remake that is like the best remake ever some of the quality of life changes they made are incredible I um, kind of want to play on PC as well because I heard there's a first-person mod, so it would be become like Resident Evil Seven. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're out. No. And then I played Blair Witch and beat that too, which was by Blooper Team, and it's probably how, the how was that? It's the worst Blooper Team game. Um, I have this oh. thing, like. Woods games that are based in the woods, you've got to be really careful about how you design them and like make it tight in a way that you can't get lost all the time. And whilst I get that you want to make it dark, it can't always be so dark that you just can't tell where anything is. Um, but yeah, it was kind of disappointing when you consider they made Layers of Fear, which is one of my like 2016, that was one of my favorite games of that year. It's all set inside, so you kind of can't get lost. And then they made Observer, which had a which was one of Rutger Hauer's last mm. like, performances. And again, same thing. A lot of it's set inside. There were complicated areas inside. Like That was nearly all set inside an apartment block. Um, but yeah, it wasn't good. The, you had a dog that kind of led the way, but then it was still dumb. It was just like, okay, when I get lost, I'll just tell the dog to sniff around. So you end up just walking around the woods asking the dog to sniff for stuff until he finds something. Um, and then very cliche plot of it being a guy who has mental health issues going in and you're trying to figure out whether it's actually his mental health concerns that are the prevalent issue or whether it's actually the Blair Witch in this mm. instance but yeah not great but quick like I beat it in, over the course of a weekend it was on um, what do you call it Game Pass so it was like yeah can't complain too much um but yeah, uh, the next game I've been playing a hell of a lot more of, and probably it took over my life for a long time, is Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we should so, probably talk a little bit about yeah, that. I so this is I've got far enough that I've unlocked everything in the house, which is was able to do significantly quicker because of turnips, which is the first time I've massively played the turnip market but i don't go insane all i do is buy enough turnips like that fill my inventory and then just have to make one airport trip to go and sell them to somebody's house because i've never had turnip prices that are over like a hundred and something 
What what was this about turnips? Are they like the main currency? Because Twitter seems to go mm. mad about turnips for a while. So like, so they're not the main currency. There's like the stock market. Yes, well, it's called the, <laughs> the, stock, the market. stock market. Um, there was a old character whose name I can't remember. Um, she's like a pig person, uh, and that is now her niece, Joan. Is it, is it a niece who turns yeah. up now? She turns basically every Sunday. Yeah. Who sells um, turnips for a set price? Um, and then yep. um, throughout the rest of the week, your um, Nooklings, Steaming Tommy, will sell, uh, will buy turnips back at various prices. It changes like twice a day. Uh, and you basically want to sell them to the Nooklings for significantly more than you bought them for. And so because mm. everyone's playing online, um, there's a whole like marketplace uh set up for like hey uh, my nooklings are buying t- uh, turnips for like 500 uh, each or 600 each come to my island and there's like an entire website set up for you able to like queue <laughs> to be able to go to other people's islands and uh, sell your turnips and then like some people are like you can't come to my island to sell your turnips unless you give me this 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 and this and other people just like say drop me a tip if you want uh, if not then no worries so kind of a weird system yeah so i've got lucky in that i've i've got decent prices like i've once went to an island where i managed, i bought mine for 87 and was able to sell for uh, 600 and something but i haven't paid anybody the most i had to pay once was two uh, yeah Nook which Miles is tickets. which is fine to get onto somebody's island, mm. which is nothing. And Nook Miles tickets are what let you go to Mystery Islands. And then I re- I found out why that's the currency people use to let you on their island. Because that's how people are trying to essentially min-max to get the island as they want. Because when you go and visit random islands, there's always a villager on there that you can try and convince to come to your um, island. So then people, there's certain islanders that people really want. Um, mm. People are selling islanders on black market websites as well. It turns out. So I looked up. How do you even do that? <laughs> you just basically exchange the bells, right? So, and then you buy, you exchange the bells, and then you go to talk to, you go to the town hall and say you have a problem with one of the uh, villagers, and then they get evicted essentially, and then that person has to come to your village to say, "Hey, come and live with me," and then they'll move to their island instead of yours. Mm. Um, I feel like See, I had a I had a problem with one of my islanders, um, a gorilla named Al, who is just just a, a bit of a slob and super annoying, and I wanted him off my island for ages, and he just didn't get the hint. Uh, I tried complaining to um, the town hall about him several times, and apparently that didn't do anything. Um, so I just ignored him. I started like every time I got like junk, like empty cans or a tire or an old boot, I dump it outside his house. I ended up building a fence all the way around his house. I sent him hate mail. <laughs> he just wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. <laughs> I sent him a, a letter saying "Get the fuck off my island," and he sent a reply saying "Thank you for your <laughs> kind letter." <laughs> yeah, and there's some weird stuff like that still. Um, it's a good game, but. There's still things missing from past games that I wish they would bring back. So the very first, I guess, what was Animal Forest on the N64? I think it was, mm. No, it was the GameCube one I played. So GameCube, Animal yeah, Crossing yeah. on the GameCube, which I imported. You could randomly, villagers would like lose items. Like, oh, I lost my Game Boy Advance. Can you find it for me? And you'd go out, like you might dig it up later and you'd find it. And then you just give it back to them. But it was weird little 
extra tasks that you don't get in the games now as much. Well, you get um, sort of like you'll find something abandoned on the island, then you have to work out whose it is. Yeah. But it's not um, anything ever exciting. It's just like, here's someone's pencil. Yeah. And then you get that ghost like that. as well, who's like, mm-hmm. breaks up into parts. You have to find his parts. Gulliver comes and you have to find shit parts. Uh, all the time. Um, I swear his crew are like throwing him off the side of Yeah, they boat. don't like him, clearly. No, they clearly don't like him. Because whenever you get the bits together to, to give him his, to, for him to fix his phone, and he texts them to let him know where he is, they don't reply. No. So I reckon they're throwing him over the side of the boat. Yeah, for sure. Every every week or so. Um, um, and then yeah, this weird like quality of life things like they built this entire crafting system, which I wasn't too keen on to start with, but it's not become overly annoying. Like you can buy items if you can't be bothered to craft all the time. But there are some annoying things like some items you can only get by crafting. You can build mm-hmm. a crafting de- um, desk in your house. But then for some reason you can only craft for the items that are in your pocket rather than pull out your storage and be able to just craft anything that's in your storage. Just weird mm. things like that that don't make any sense. Would be simple, quick fixes, you would assume. And yeah. Nintendo being uh, Nintendo. The ability to like bulk craft. Yep. Uh like when you're making the um uh like the fishing lure mm-hmm. and you have to do them one at a yep. time. Like yeah, the ability to bulk craft stuff like that would be yeah. That, that's something that I really hope they batch. Well, even into. simple stuff like I made a, a bunch of chairs to go around the dining table. It's like it would have been way easier if I could have done these all at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is the first Animal Crossing as well where I've kind of got into and it, the nature of the game makes it better that you want to do this because you can put items outside now. So I've become more mm. inclined to decorate the outside and I've built like restaurants and stuff in my town hall. So I've got oh, wow. I've got like a little cafe with a stand that's, and I found codes for like cakes that are essentially hats, but they actually look like cakes. And then I've got like coffee sets on table. So I've got a little cafe and then now I'm working on like a Japanese restaurant because I got like a huge table that kind of has or maybe uh, like a lazy Susan, like round table thing. Mm. So it's kind of like cool. So now I can... <clears throat> Now I'm building that. I've got like a sports area upstairs. Um, I built my own indoor football pitch, which I'm going to extend to being an outdoor football pitch at some point. <laughs> um, just so I could put some con- Animal Crossing content somewhere else on my uh, Joypads for Goalpost stuff. But yeah, really good game. I just hope they continue to patch it and that the events over the course of the year keep me engaged. And it's just one of those I still dip in and out 10, 15 minutes each day, do what i got to do and then bounce out. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty much the same with it, and um, there there are some like glaring omissions that were in previous games. Like w- one big one that was in the in New Leaf, which I don't understand, isn't in here. The ability to like you used to be able to go and swim. Yes, and you were caught like deep sea fish and stuff, couldn't you? Yeah, you yeah catch jellyfish and stuff like that. You can't do anymore. Which, considering you're on an island, seems like why they take why do they take that? Yeah, like function away but but overall it's incredible i've put a ridiculous amount of time into it um column from uh, last save loaded said uh, uh as of last saturday gone he said he put something like 250 or 260 hours into it already i probably put a similar amount if i'm honest yeah um but it, it is really easy to end up losing that much time in there yeah um I suppose we should probably mention one of the coolest things to come out of the fact that it like coincided with lockdown is um gary witter's talk show oh yeah um 
Yeah, and some of the guests he's been getting are insane. Like he had Greg Gunberg and somebody else on there the other night. It was just like, wow. Yeah, and isn't he had, or he's are... gonna, or, or we shed this out. Getting Sting. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's not, I didn't even know and like, Shaggy. Sting played Animal Crossing. But isn't he like Danny Trejo as well? Has he been on, or is he just scheduled to be on? No, I think he was on the same episode as Greg that's Gunberg. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was rumours about uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez going on there. I don't know if that's happened or not. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with the episodes, but yeah, it's just a really nice thing. Like um, he turned, and it works really yeah. well. The uh, emote stuff that you can do makes it work in that kind of context. Like people can clap and stuff and laugh when there's jokes. Yeah. And um, there's like a guy that's in a band there pretending to play the drums. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the way it's set up perfectly. You got like the wallpaper that's like a city skyline, like you'd have on on pretty much any late night uh, American yeah. talk show, and like the desk next to the sofa, and um, yeah, it's like people have been doing some really, really odd stuff in um, Animal Crossing uh, that's kind of sprung up uh, specifically because everybody's playing this whilst stuck at home. Um, yeah. Right. This is their way of like going out and socializing is like going out and hanging out on each other's islands. Um, and there's, some, yeah. there's been some really nice stories and it's just a... Yeah, people getting married in it yeah. and stuff and it's cool. Yeah, it's a neat game. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, the next major thing I beat and played was After Party, which is the newish game by Night School Studio who did Oxenfree. Uh, yeah, I need to play that. I loved Oxenfree. It's it's really good. I am um, in the process of editing, like a, I guess, let's play of it that I did. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's really well written, short enough as well. Again, another one that I beat in like a weekend. Um, That's got um, um, Gina. Um, um, oh god, I can't remember her name. Yes, Garavanka. Um, yeah, and Ashley Birch is in oh, it as well, okay. I believe. Um. Played Metro Exodus. Mm. Wouldn't recommend playing mm. it. Definitely the worst of those games. Mm. Um, the open world is not an open world. It's all like self-contained small areas that are just annoying enough to traverse around. It becomes a pain in the ass and you wish it wasn't that way. Like the best bits of those games are where you indoors in areas trying to sneak around or shoot your way through things. Yeah. Um, Streets of Rage 4, I played that and beat that in one afternoon in co-op online. Oh, wow. Really good game. Uh, definitely like a return to form. The art style's really good. It feels good. Mm. It evokes all the feelings of the Streets of, Streets of Rage games. The music is amazing. Um, so yeah, definitely yeah, I, recommend it. I played through a chunk of that with um, with uh, Connor for um, uh, Fortnite Fisticuffs. Uh, by the time this episode's out, that uh, episode should be up on the YouTube channel. Um, I've never played a Streets of Rage game before um, because I guess they weren't on Nintendo. Were they like just okay. on Sega platforms? I don't know. Um, but I, I it just I never came across them, so I never played them. I played plenty of games that were like like uh, Streets of Rage games. Like there was an old Batman game that was like it, and Mm -hmm. you know, slightly more modern ones like um, Scott Pilgrim, but I never played a Streets of Rage game. But oh, yeah, so good. I it's go real good. It's um, it's from the Dot Emu guys again, who were the ones who yeah. brought Windjammers back to life, and are still, I guess, working on Windjammers too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really really enjoyed that. I need to go back and and, and finish it off. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, a lot it. of people apparently were complaining about the art style because it wasn't sprites. No, it's nice though. It's a yeah, good, I like it. Like cartoony um, interpretation of the original Pixar. I don't think it has to be pixely all the time. You've got to do, yeah, change yeah. things over time, mix it up a bit. It can't look exactly the same. Just smooth pixels. That, that's not some cool. people are purists, though, aren't they? And they get a bit oh, pissy no. about it. <laughs> and then last two things super quick uh, Tourist which is on Switch which is kind of like a voxel almost like Zelda game it looks a hell of a lot like the Link to the Past uh, remake on Switch but all in voxels and you kind of just hop in between islands like sunny islands nice summer game nice cheery game and you really small dungeons that take like 10-15 minutes to beat each one of them and a super cool ending. And then the last thing I played and beat again in pretty fast fashion was Journey to the Savage Planet. Okay. Which I would really recommend. Yeah, uh, I, if you, I'd got that keyed up because I, I, I wouldn't mind playing it co-op with someone. It would be good in co-op. Mm. Um, it's kind of like... A, the only, it might be a bit chaotic in co-op, though. I'm not really sure. But it's kind of like uh, Metroid Prime, but with a way zanier sense of humor mm-hmm. um you're sent to explore the world by the fourth best intergalactic exploratory company in the world and when you're in the spaceship there's all these infomercials about how they can use sludge to make friends and all weird stuff and um food that all looks like sludge but tastes like gourmet meals and stuff so it's pretty cool and then the metroid prime influence comes in as you're encouraged to like scan everything and also it has a pretty good like ability unlock system that gates your progress through the game. Um, but yeah, another short one you can be in like five, six, seven hours probably. Okay. Um, and then there is extra stuff like once you've finished the game, it kind of dumps you back. Um, and you can do extra credits roll and there's like extra stuff you can do to get to like 100%, um, which I may go back and do at some point. It's another one that's on Game Pass and then some DLC came out pretty Soon after release, that's like twenty bucks. That's meant to be pretty decent as well. Hmm. That's it. It's everything I've played that was significant since. Well, and um, the last you, one. Oh, you've been streaming some um, Paper Mario. Yeah. Paper Mario. How did I miss Paper Mario? <laughs> Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U. So they kind of stealth dropped a trailer for a new Paper Mario game that's coming out on Wii U called. Origami King, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Do you mean um, on, on Switch? Yeah, on Switch, sorry. Um, and I was kind of like, shit, I did not play the Wii U one because I was late to the Wii U. I only got a Wii U pretty much to play Mario Maker and then didn't play a whole lot else mm. on it. But I picked up a bunch of games like super cheap and I was like, I'll go through and I've just not got to them. So I thought it's good enough time as any because once the new one's out, I won't go back. And it's a pretty good game. I've always been... So the Super Mario RPG franchise started with the one on the SNES, Super Mario RPG, that's kind of a hardcore... It's like a Square Enix. It's made by Square Mm -hmm. Enix. It's a hardcore RPG. And as time goes on, they've slowly eroded what that series is. It became the Paper Mario series on consoles, and then there's the Mario and Luigi games on handheld, so on 3DS, DS, and GBA. And this is kind of... So it has its own unique quirks to it, combat system is all uh, card-based, and there's kind of no leveling. You level up after you beat each boss, um, and you level up by collecting paint, uh, like hammers that increase your capacity for paint, because everything 
It revolves around paint, so you're colouring in the world as you go, and then you are picking up cards that you can use for combat. You can buy them as well, and then you have to paint the cards to give them power. Um, so it's one of those... So it's, the combat system's weird, and I can see why people hate it, because you kind of get stuck sometimes. You can't plan, because you might not necessarily have the right cards to beat certain characters. Mm. Like, you might fight a shy guy who has a spike on his head, and then all you've got is boot items which are jump items so you can't attack yeah. them um and you can kind of similarly get screwed over at bosses most of the bosses require to have one specific item that's a thing that's like a real world thing so i'm trying to think the last item i the last boss i beat today not streaming was uh, ludwig one of the mm. cooper kids and i needed balloons to beat him and if i didn't have that balloon item i never would have been able to beat him from what i can tell mm. um, and it gives you hints kind of along the way like when you talk to characters it's like oh you need this and there was another one i completely missed that i did do on stream where i needed a bone to beat somebody and i just missed it completely but people were talking about a bone earlier in the in that level um but yeah it's pretty good i can see why people don't like that there's another really annoying thing where magic cooper will come up and you'll be in a random fight against like two goombas and he'll make all your cards turn all your cards over so you can't tell which cards you're playing so you could end up using really high powered cards on dumb enemies um but i'm enjoying it and it's i don't like really big sprawling rpgs that are too long i get frustrated having to grind and stuff so like the last rpg that was remotely even grindy i beat was like final fantasy type zero and even that i used some of the ways that you can like affect your level by the school mm-hmm. stuff to kind of jump ahead a little bit and make myself over-leveled. So this is kind of my level. It has a good combat system where I think it's good and there's not too much grindy stuff. Um, so yeah, so I've been playing a bunch of that. I've put in like 20 hours so far and I'm probably like halfway through from what I can tell. So you don't like big sprawling yeah. RPGs but you're playing a 40-hour RPG. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I guess sprawling where, it, sprawling where it can become longer... Because yeah, of yeah, 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 artificially, I, I cannot um, be, I cannot be asked with just sitting endlessly waiting for random battles mm. to appear, and the battles aren't really random in this. You can, as the other thing that happens after you beat each boss is your hammer kind of levels up, so you can start just hitting enemies that you see in the battlefield with your hammer, and then you don't have to actually fight them in the combat yeah. system. So it helps you kind of helps you with the simpler enemies because there's also no to fight in some of the simple enemies there's no reward because you're basically spunking your cards that you could use later on in the level against tougher enemies so it's kind of weird you do find yourself avoiding combat without consequence as much as you can um but yeah it's cool i'd recommend it um it's kind of off work this week so it's kind of what day is it? it's tuesday so it's kind of helped me uh through the first few days and then hopefully i'll get it finished before i'm done vacation and then i'll start playing something mm. else yeah i was watching you stream some of it um yesterday and or the day before whenever it was um and it it, uh, it seems like a really neat combat system it does seem a little bit um overly reliant on rng um i don't know how easy it would be to just completely screw yourself over if you haven't got the right cards but um I like the yeah. whole aesthetic, the music, the battle music's amazing. I lo- oh, the, mu- yeah. the music all the way through from what good. I saw was great, but like, the battle music in particular I loved. Um, and like the nice little nods to other Nintendo games as well, like I saw you playing through that section that was basically a Luigi's Mansion. 
Yeah, well, that yeah. stuff looked really cool. And then there's apparently some others that are cool later on that I've accidentally seen when I was watching reviews yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, fun game. I'm sure people can get it super cheap on Wii U as well if it's still got that knocking yeah, about. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, not as much. Uh, strange enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if I, I I'll run through the main ones. Uh, so I actually just had to uh, go on my PlayStation app to figure out what trophies I got, so I could figure out what games I was I've been playing. Um, so if I go back in time, <laughs> most recently, so uh, just before the start of this outbreak of pandemic virus shit was it was this year so before it started you know making its way over to europe and the americas uh i played a bit more of tom clancy's division two um and that was essentially Mm. it was just before or just when the dlc came out so they uh released the was it warlords of new york i think so they were going back to New Wars York, New York um, yeah. just like in Division 1. Uh, so my idea was if um, I'd play a bit more, if because I kind of fell off it in a big way um, last year. Um, but the idea being if I enjoyed it, I'd buy the DLC. Um, I didn't end up buying um, And I think some of that would... Um, some of that was to do with the fact that... Um, Essentially, coronavirus started to get a bit too real, um, and walk, walking around. Um, the fact that the uh, the fact that the virus originally starts in the first division by a virus that spreads, spreads on money, money was a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah, um, <laughs> on Black Friday, it was kind of like no. Exactly. Yeah, w- walking around these deserted, uh, completely ruined streets of America, um, thanks to a deadly contagious virus, just didn't seem fun <laughs> anymore. Right. Which. Some people seem to enjoy that, and like at first, at least, anyway. Um, but for me, it was just it was a bit too real. Um, and yeah, so I I dropped off that, and it's I think I installed it because that game is a hefty game on the hard drive. Um, yes. I yeah, yeah. I think at the time I have some of the most he- biggest games on the hard drive because I had Division Two, Gran Turismo Sport, which is like I don't know how many gigs, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Destiny 2, obviously, um, which they're just massive, massive games. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I played I played a bit of that. Um, and then I took a bit of a break by the looks of it. Um, and then I returned in style with... Um, thanks, uh, really, to Stuart Neal, um, who... Uh, it was... I think it was last year, the year before, um, where every year Codec Moments do a picture a day quiz where they'll post a picture and you oh. have to guess what game they're talking about. Exactly and two years ago, <laughs> two oh, years yeah. ago, Stuart Neal, every single day, he worked out a way that the picture that they posted could be the last day of June. Yeah. Um, and so I, it was in a sale cheap, uh, and I picked it up and I played it through one sitting, uh, and that is a really fabulous game. Um, I highly, highly recommend anyone who enjoys short moving story games, uh, with a bit of a puzzle element, Mm. really a hard game. The puzzles are quite straightforward. You are an old bloke. Oh yeah. Yeah. Old. I, yeah. You're a bloke, 
Um, and essentially, you and your wife uh, get into a car accident, um, and she unfortunately dies as a result of it. Um, and it's essentially you trying to go back in time and change the day to make it so that she doesn't die. Um, and right. it, it's it's kind of like one of those uh, stories where if you change one thing, it changes another thing which causes something different to happen. So you have to kind of go back and shape, keep trying and tinkering with different variables and making it so that um, she doesn't die, essentially, is, is, is the end goal. Um, obviously not going to say if he's successful or what happens and stuff, but that's the gist of the game. Um, and it's all told with no uh, spoken language, so any anyone can play it, uh, any language can pick it up, and everyone can understand and know what um, emotion is being conveyed just on how good the animation and the uh, sort of everything is. And the other thing that I didn't realise is that uh, Stephen Wilson did the soundtrack to it. Why do I know that name? Uh, like the modern prog oh the guy who used to be in um uh, do, 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 do. porcupine tree i think it porcupine tree box beard potentially yeah um, he's done a lot of like um he did a really really amazing remaster of um uh oh god what was the jethro tull album oh, i can't remember he, he's worked a lot of like because uh, brick no i think it was um aqualung Oh yeah, I think he did like the remaster of that, but he's also done a lot of work with like some slightly more modern progish bands like Opeth. Yeah, he's he's kind of hailed as the like the modern keeping who's always kept prog going kind of thing. Uh, obviously not going, yes, but he yeah. he most of his stuff is just incredible. Um, mm. And it was I had genuinely no idea it was him until the end credit popped up, and I was like, oh, that explains why the the music is really good. Um, so yeah, uh, I highly recommend anyone playing that, to be fair. Um, it was just a really, really nice game. Well, you know, nice. Uh, it was a good game um, yeah. with some nice elements and some not, you know, not as happy elements. But yeah, um, I played a bit of Destiny 2. Um, it just always seems to be the way. I just always pop into Destiny 2 for a bit and the checkup uh, and I spend... An afternoon of my life grinding for some gun, I don't get it, and then I just, yeah, go away again. <laughs> Which is kind of... Yeah. Yeah, that's that seems to be... I, I actually played it co-op with one of my mates, uh, and he... I actually made got him into Destiny 2 by making him... When it went free to play up to Forsaken, I made him download mm. it. And now he has... Com he's completely obsessed with Destiny. Um... And he's put in so many more hours than me, but he was saying the, the latest season is a, a bit divisive because it's mostly focused on PvP. Um, um, yeah, yeah. the latest season has... Seasonal content's been a little bit on the thin side the last few seasons. Um, but this season, they put a lot of effort into Trials of Osiris, um, which is like the pinnacle pvp mode uh the hardest of the hard and that's proven to be very divisive because they've they've said it, it would take too long to go into but but basically there are some problems with it that are hopefully being addressed in a future update mm. uh but it's meant that like the pve stuff has been pretty 
well, not a lot. Not a lot new. I mean, it's still like all the other content that was already in the game, but in terms of new stuff to do, not a yeah. lot. It's been a bit of a thin season. Yeah. Um, and I think at the time that I played it, there was the Guardian Games or something, which uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, there was a big uh, fuss about it because I seem to remember they, everyone thought the Titans were going to walk it. No, it was Hunters. Hunters were going to walk it, and then the Titans smashed them. Uh, Hunters won on the uh, first day. It ran for... And then every other yeah, day. It ran for like two weeks, I think, yeah. uh, or three weeks. Two weeks, three I think. Uh, and yeah, Hunters won on the first day, and then Titans won every single day after that. Yeah, I, I remember reading the Destiny weekly update blog where they had to kind of put the stats out and say, we're not fiddling with the stats. It's not because there's more Hunters or anything. It's just because they're showing up and doing the stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I'm kind of pretty passive about Destiny now. I mean, it's it's a nice game. The shooting's tight, but there's just not a lot to do if you don't enjoy the grind for nothing. No, I mean, we're kind of just... The game's just treading water at this point until like the big update at the end of the year, um, which they dropped a very, very short teaser trailer for a couple of days ago. Uh, mm. It might have been yesterday. Um, with uh, it's just Iris on a like climbing up some snowy hillside, or whatever, just climbing on some on like frozen tundra, and in the background you could see Jupiter. Um, so people think that it's that the next big DLC is going to be set on Europa, and it's going to have something to do with a thing called the Blackstone Crypt, which is where all of the Exos, the robot characters in the game, were made. Um, and there could be something I don't know, but at the moment the game's sort of like treading water. Yeah. So I haven't really been playing much, to be honest. No. Um, so yeah, uh, the only other thing I've really been playing is uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, um, which ah. yeah, um, it's one of those that I've been meaning to pick up for a while, but it's just never been cheap enough on the PlayStation. Um, but they they had a pretty decent sale, so I. I bought a load of games uh and origins is the first one that finished downloading so i've jumped into it and i am really enjoying that game um mm-hmm. i've i've not played an assassin's creed since unity uh Oof, that was a rough one to wait <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a hell of a one to stop playing at yeah it was also the f- first one i, I literally bought unity oh, <laughs> and then never touched the series again but yeah origins games Wow. Um, very clearly inspired by The Witcher 3. Um, so, so much. Uh, yes, and yeah. you can kind of close your eyes and almost imagine you're playing The Witcher 3 at times. Basically, like, the, the Assassin's Creed had followed a... had been making iterative changes on the same formula for year on year on year. Uh, and it got incredibly tired. And then they just said, right, we're going to take a year off. And then Origins was the game that they came back with after taking a year off, and I'm really glad they did. Yeah, um, which I think Ubisoft have kind of starting to do that with more franchises. Like, mm. apart from like Far Cry, seems to have gone a bit quiet. Um, yeah, which that definitely needed a refresh. It got a bit stale um, after. Again, three was a great game. Four iterated a bit, and then it got a bit strained. Um, that's just mm-hmm. you know Ubisoft being Ubisoft and pumping out every year um, doesn't give a lot of time for big changes that need to happen so 
but yeah, Origins, it's it's a great game. The one thing I will say is that map is massive. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, Odyssey is a lot bigger. So yeah. yeah, Odyssey is a lot bigger. It's a lot more fragmented as well because it's it's Greece, so it's lots and lots mm. of islands. Um, but it's kind of cool because then you have like in in Odyssey you have your own ship. Uh, and so when you want to travel between the islands, you get on your ship and then you get to engage in the naval combat oh, whenever cool. you want. Whereas the stuff in um, Origins is kind of s- segmented off into specific missions where you get to do some of the naval combat yeah. stuff. Um, but uh, Origins is a, is a much tighter game. Like Odyssey is uh, bloated. Or, yeah, I'll put it that way. It's, it's a, a little bit too much stuff. To yeah, um, the one criticism that I probably would point out at is there's a lot of the missions are quite samey like fetch quests and um like oh yeah, there's a guy yeah. trapped in this encampment go and you know rescue him and then put him on the ground and talk to him um yeah one thing they didn't learn from the witcher was how to make good yeah side quests. i mean the witcher can make finding an old woman's frying pan a good side quest um yeah and that's the thing as well it's because i remember that side quest because of how good it was um mm-hmm. but yeah i think they need to the one thing i think ubisoft needs to improve on in these kind of open worlds is making every side quest unique and have a purpose whereas at the moment it's kind of they're very much form formula uh driven so it's we'll have a yeah. hostage side quest here that does this and that that kind of thing whereas yeah cd project red tend to put a bit more thought behind that and i think i remember the no clip documentary about them talking specifically about that it said if if the side quest wasn't unique or didn't had a perp didn't have a purpose they threw it out the window um yeah and that's really helps create memorable experiences um yeah and uh, none of the side quests in uh, in any assassin's creed game has ever been memorable yeah. no they've always been garbage yeah <laughs> um most of the main quest storylines aren't particularly memorable either, but it's in terms of what like Assassin's Creed does well, which is murder tourism in a giant sandbox specific history, you know, um, zone, then uh, it's probably the best that it's been. Mm. I, I still prefer Black Flag, but that's just simply because the naval combat in Black Flag is so good and I wish they would hurry up and actually release See, Skull and Bones. I preferred the combat, the boat combat in Origins. It was simpler and easy to... Because you were just basically telling people to row with a rhythm and then you had to shoot arrows at sort of select times from what I remember. Yeah. Pretty much. I definitely preferred it in Origins. I don't know. I always Black Flag always found too complicated. Not that navigating a boat isn't complicated, but... <laughs> <laughs> it just no. wasn't for me, kind of. Because, mm. like, yeah, fair. I play through Black Flag, and it's the same system in Rogue as well, essentially. Which well. yeah, is yeah, the yeah. last gen one that came out around the same time as Unity, I think. But yeah, yeah, Unity was an interesting one because it was certainly it was set in an incredibly interesting, like one of the most interesting periods of history that they could have set a an Assassin's Creed game which in. Which is exactly why I picked and it then, up. And then they completely yeah. like squandered it, like, but. It does have a kind of cool story. Some of the stuff towards the end of how you are interfering with the Friends Revolution is kind of cool. 
just there's yeah, a little bit but they could like they, they should have lent into it more and it's like yeah. robespierre yeah. turns up for like one or two missions napoleon turns up for a couple of missions and it's like there's so much they could have done they could have yeah. explored like the reign of terror uh and got into it a lot more but they, it just felt a little bit squandered because they were too busy telling a rather shonky love story mm. kind of yeah um but anyway uh yeah uh, the, the uh, origins is is um was an incredible return to form odyssey was just more of that and a hell of a lot more of that probably too much <laughs> more of that uh and then i'm glad that they've taken like another year's break and then we're getting some i don't know what it's called well it looks Viking incredible um, sometime later this year, I presume, in time for next gen they've consoles. They've not really shown any gameplay, or well, they've shown gameplay, but I think they're a bit confused as to what gameplay means. Uh, but it essentially <laughs> looks like they're just they've now uh, given up waiting for Bethesda to release another Elder Scrolls, and they're doing it themselves. So I'm all on board for that. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, like, I I quite liked that um, in uh, Origins and Odyssey they let they lent into um egyptian and greek yeah. mythology mm-hmm. like you you end you go into in in an uh, odyssey you end up going into a, a labyrinth and fighting a minotaur and um there's fights against um mythical egyptian monsters big snake in, uh, thing yeah in uh yeah in uh in origins and it looks like they're leaning into that a lot more in um in Valhalla as well, which is cool because Norse mythology is pretty cool. We are getting a lot of Norse so. mythology games though recently, aren't we? Like we've had, we're getting Valhalla, yeah. we've had God of War, I guess Sky also, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, anyway, like I say, it's all Neil Gaiman's fault. <laughs> it is really good book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I say, um, I'm really enjoying Origins. I'll probably, I still not decide whether to go for Odyssey, but I'll probably give it a miss and go straight to Valhalla when it comes out. Um, see, I've got Odyssey waiting to be played probably when I finish oh. Paper Mario. I can't, like, I've always, I can't, uh, I have to beat mm. one. It's, in, it's a thing. If I've got it, I've got to beat it before the new one comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been behind on Assassin's Creed games, but it didn't used to matter as much because they weren't as long. If you ignored all the side stuff, you could burn through those games, but now. Kind of can. Well, yeah. I mean, you. Well, you can. Uh, you, um, you still can in Odyssey. Um, you might be a little bit underleveled, but the problem is then if you if you concentrate on the side stuff too much, then you end up being massively overleveled for all the main story content because they put they put way too many side quests in. Um, and as as unmemorable as they are in Origins, they're just as like unremarkable in Odyssey. But there's just way more of them, so it just becomes oh. yeah, a little bit silly. Yeah, I've just checked how long to beat, and the main story is 41 hours in Odyssey. Yeah. Completionist 126 hours. Yeah, yeah easily. You could probably spend more time than that. I, I'd put something like 20 hours into the game before I left the first island. Christ. Yeah. Well, the first island. Yeah. Probably. I think I'll be giving that a miss. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying Origins, and I'm looking forward to see what they can iterate on from this, especially as they've had another extra year off so that's always good um the only other thing i've really played is plague tale um but we might have a special uh special episode coming out about that Mm. soon hopefully um so i'll not go too much into that um 
so yeah that's pretty much me um just keeping cracking on with origins really mm. it's it's hard to get away from because it's so good yeah and Bayek is a like they've struggled uh at times to have like a likable protagonist um nobody liked Altair everybody likes Ezio uh and then most of the other protagonists have had have been either decent or crap um like fairly decent I mean, like even like uh, did, I suppose you, I guess you haven't played um the, what was the last one before they took a break when it was set in Victorian London Syndicate. Syndicate Syndicate yeah and you had like two protagonists and one of them was an arsehole and one of them was really good um <laughs> but uh yeah Bayek's just like a a genuinely likable protagonist uh and so is his wife I can't remember her name um but she's she's a good character as well and, uh, th- th- yeah that game's good. I should probably go back and play it again sometime. I never played. <laughs> I never played all the DLC, so yeah. Cool. Um, shall I run through what I've been playing then? Go, go for it. it. Okay. Uh, so I've. Oh God. Uh, where do I begin? Um, I'll try and run through just the highlights because I've played. I've like dipped in and out of a lot of games. Um, because taking advantage of the fact that this season in Destiny has been a bit of a washout and um exploring a lot of other things um i played a lot of final fantasy 14 um resubs to that uh well they did a thing a while ago it was like um because everyone was on lockdown they're like have eight days free on us of, of sub uh, a resubscription see if you fall back into it uh and i totally did and resubs uh and i've been playing it most days since then um it's an mmo so i would not absolutely not recommend it to a lapsed gamer because it's a massive time <laughs> sink but it's yeah. like i mean it's the only mmo i've really i've ever gotten into i played a little tiny bit of world of warcraft and just did not like it uh, and haven't really played tried to play any other mmo uh like proper mmo um but final fantasy 14 is really good um there's a hell of a lot there to do uh, but there's some like quality of life changes over um, other games in the genre. Uh, for example, you don't if you have like um, a tank and you want to level a mage or whatever, um, you don't have to like level up a separate character and run through the entire story again. Everything uses the job system, like in you know traditional Final Fantasy games. Uh, we've had like job systems so you have one character that just and you just level different jobs all of your different like tank support dps classes all of your like crafting gathering and everything they're all separate jobs that one character does um so that streamlines that system that, that whole aspect of mmos uh, a lot um it's got a it's got probably the nicest community in any multiplayer game i've ever played um definitely the most supportive uh, i don't know whether it's something it's because it's an mmo and people you know you having to pay a subscription fee to play it so everybody's kind of a little bit more mm-hmm. i don't know I, I don't know what the reason could be because i've, I've heard from people who play wow that 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 community is can be incredibly toxic so i don't know whether it's and whether it's just a Final Fantasy fourteen thing or, or not, but like if I was to go into like a match made strike or something like that in Destiny and 
kept on messing up, I would expect to get nasty messages on my PSN. But doing the same thing, like messing up running a dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV, which is a lot more a lot more of a time commitment than running a strike in Destiny. Uh, and people are just like being really supportive, like typing messages saying, don't worry about it, here's some tips, here's how you can improve what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And everyone being like really helpful all the time. Um, it's just a really nice community. So uh, I really enjoyed jumping back into that. Um, speaking of MMOs, I've dabbled a little bit in uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 because it's available on Xbox and PC in America. We can get it on um, oh, Xbox yeah, yeah. Uh, over here um, in Europe just by going to the website and telling it to download. Like it's it's as simple as that to get around it. It's it's ridiculous. Like I thought I'd have to make like an American account or something. It's, it's, I just had to go to a website and click download, and it was job done. Um, yeah, PSO is. Uh, I played um, a fair amount of the original PSO back on the Dreamcast, and then never played PSO two before. But it's you know it's very similar sort of thing. Um, it's a really interesting game because you can see where Monster Hunter destiny any sort of any 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 sort of game like that where it involves like running missions or hunting and like getting loot uh, or gathering parts or whatever everything has it seems to have its genesis in fantasy star online um because it predates all of those games the original one at least mm. um and it's just mm. a great little like you just it, it's a great little mmo for people who don't have times to play don't have time to play an mmo because you should jump into a mission and it'll take like i don't know 10 15 minutes to do uh and then you jump back out and you know you can log off log back on another time run another mission whatever it's it's not like a massive time commitment obviously you can put a lot of time into it and people have um there are people who've been playing pso pretty, pretty much the only game they play um since it came out in 2012 um, people who've just been playing the Japanese version of it. Um, it's a really neat game. It's kind of showing its age graphically, but uh, in terms of gameplay, it's still really good. It's a a, a lot of uh, a lot of menus to get through at first until you work out how the systems work. Uh, but it's free to play. Um, so if you've got an Xbox and you want to check it out, you know, it can't hurt. Um, what else have we been playing? Um, shifting over to the racing genre uh, I've been playing quite a lot of Dirt Rally 2 um, it was on PS Plus um, a few months ago so um, Justin and Colm over at Last Save Loaded uh, uh, were arranging for a while like Saturday night um, rallycross tournaments um, with a bunch of uh, people from their community which is always a good laugh but then Codec Moments have also been running a like a, a rally championship thing which is just like you know setting up like a series of, of rally stages and you know his, his 12 stages in Australia you've got two weeks to complete them and because it's point to point time trials um, it's all done asynchronously which is great because you can just log on whenever clock your time and you know uh, and move on um I haven't been. I've only really started getting involved in that uh, recently. Uh, and in the last one, we did Rally of Australia. And after 75 minutes of racing uh, across all 12 stages, I missed out on first place by three and a half seconds. I was pretty pissed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, that game's really good if if you if you like rallying. It is probably uh, I, I I hate this phrase. We're going to use it anyway. It is like the Dark Souls of racing sims. Like it's it's punishingly hard um, because it's it's it, it's a, it's a full on racing sim. Like the best ones that Codemasters make when they when they really mm-hmm. like get into the sim side of it, right in the arcadey side of it. But you're racing on loose surfaces. Uh, so you don't have that, and the, you're you're racing at like 100 miles an hour down a narrow dirt track with tree stumps on either side, and it hit hit one of those at the wrong speed, and your car's totaled. Um, but I really like it. Um, I also picked up Wreckfest for like less than 20 oh, quid. It's a completely different type of racing game. <laughs> completely different type of racing, but I'm probably crashing <laughs> just as much in Wreckfest as I do in uh, Dirt Rally. Um, I play, I got involved in a few um, nights with the gaming nights with the um, uh, the last save loaded community on that as well, and I can't remember the last time I played a game and laughed quite as hard. Now, granted, most of that is the the fact that like Column is in the in the forum and in in the lobby. Have any of you ever played a video game with Column before? Yeah, played Mario Kart. Yeah, like, you know what he. I don't think got. I have actually. No. Well, you know what he gets like if you played Mario Kart with him, but it, he gets incredibly um, uh, sweary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's an absolute blast playing that game with it. It's a it's a genuinely good like demolition derby racing game as well. Like there's there's like um, outright like banger racing where it's like you're actually trying to race, but also you know you can knock people out of the way to. Or, or spin them out or whatever. Um, basically, just race how everybody does in Forza Online anyway, but in um, in um, demolition derby cars. Uh, but then it's like the actual demolition derby um, modes as well, where you're just trying to smash other cars until they they're they're like destroyed. Um, but it's got like a good sense of humor about it. So you've got like a bunch of like cars um, that you can apply different amounts of armor to. But then there's also like a bus. And a combine harvester, and a camper van, and a lawnmower, and like a sit-on lawnmower, and a like a car that's like a sofa with an engine and wheels in it, and a little steering wheel. Um, and so we've done like races where everybody's on a um, one of the sofa cars, apart from one person who's on the in the school bus, uh, and you just have to survive. Um, it's, yeah, it's just like a, like a big playground and lots of different tools and 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 modes and arenas to just have an absolute blast mm-hmm. um that game's real fun um god what else have i been playing oh we played some wolfenstein youngblood last night oh yeah so we did that um <laughs> impression it had on me i forgot <laughs> yeah yeah i think we both really liked the previous two wolfenstein games yeah. uh the new order oh, and uh the new colossus um both not very good shooters in terms of like actual shooting mechanics very very quite sloppy um but just bonkers fun and if you stick it down to an easy difficulty then you can have a real good time with yeah. it um but wolfenstein youngblood uh we discovered quite soon into a playthrough yesterday there's like an entire leveling system and that there hasn't been in a wolfenstein game before you didn't like level up before uh and like areas seem to be um recommended for particular levels and so we wandered into an area where we were getting one shot by quite a lot of the enemies and it wasn't fun no no 
Um, it turns out, like through some reading, I guess that level we got to, we could do side missions to make that level easier. But I didn't, unless it was hidden in a terminal somewhere and we missed it. I didn't read that tip anywhere. I didn't. That, see that whole tip thing either. we were stuck trying to get past. Basically, we can do a side mission that will unlock a sewer route to bypass that entire level, kind of. Yeah. And come out in a different area, like inside the brother, which is a gate that we're trying to get past, I guess. Um, so yeah, if we're gonna go back mm. to. It, we're gonna have to do some digging on side missions, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going back and playing yeah, that a little bit I more. I just kind of want to be um, still a beating all of those modern ones. I wouldn't mind, and even though I've heard the story's not meant to be great, I do wonder if it's gonna end on some sort of cliffhanger that sets us up for the the next full Wolfenstein. So I kind of want to get that. Yeah, context. I need to see it through to the end anyway. Um, killer soundtrack as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really enjoying the music so yeah. far. It's like very, very. I was saying, I said at the beginning, like we we're hoping that like the soundtrack was going to be like John Carpenter esque synthwave stuff, and it absolutely was. Yeah, it was cool uh, all the way through. Like there were little snippets of like German versions of eighties pop yeah. songs, I guess, um, like they'd done in previous games. But then, like the actual um, actual soundtrack to the the game itself is very very synth heavy yeah. which i'm on board for yeah, really yeah it seems it seems decent enough just um we hit a wall very quickly right on. um we've been playing a lot of um e-football pro evolution soccer 2020 mm-hmm. um we've been playing we've been having this little championship going on um playing online uh and i got stuck with arsenal <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, but uh, I've been playing quite a lot of like the single player stuff. The um, my club, which is like the the Prevo uh, equivalent of FIFA Ultimate Team, uh, but a hell of a lot less shitty yep. in terms of like like money grubbing. Um, it's a lot more generous. I, but I haven't. I, I don't even. I haven't even seen an area on there. I haven't been digging around in the menus too much to find it. But I, I haven't. FIFA Ultimate Team will be like shoving buy packs in your face every time you log mm-hmm. in uh, i mean i still get emails telling me about offers in fifa ultimate team and i haven't bought a fifa in about four years um good for you <laughs> but <laughs> but um my club uh, it's got microtransactions in it but i don't know where they are and i don't think i don't see why you would particularly need them because it's been really generous in like i got and i ended up i got like in my first like um scouting run or whatever like you know when you unlock new players i got maradona um as a permanent card got, to keep as well right not as a permanent, yeah, not like a times player. Um, I I got like uh, Lewandowski as a as a loan, but I ended up Maradona as a as a like permanent signing. Huh. Um, and I've got a few other players. Like they have like this rotating thing where it's like this week you can have like his four like legendary players from mid two thousands into Milan or whatever, um, and then you earn points by completing objectives. Uh, and then you spend those points on unlocking players and you have a decent chance of getting one of these like special players or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a, a, a yeah, much less, a much more generous version of FIFA Ultimate Team. Uh, and also been playing like the manager mode as well, which is much better than the manager mode was in, um, uh, in FIFA. Um, it's just a lot more involved uh, and a lot slicker. Um, yeah, but Decent. besides that, the actual football itself 
is like the meat and potatoes actually playing a football match in Pro Evo is so much more enjoyable than it is in FIFA. Like we've talked about this a lot when we've been playing it about how FIFA is super arcadey and like well you've got first hand experience of the recent ones being very scripted as well. Yeah, like you will have stuff where players just seem to drift past defenders easily or shots where you know you've absolutely nailed the shot and somehow the keeper saves it or it balloons over and stuff and it's just to whatever the scripting is deciding at the time. And I've been in games before where someone's had like 27 shots against me and I've had two and somehow come out as the winner and you can only imagine the person on the other end of the internet absolutely <laughs> cursing me. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just really... It's really off-putting and it seems to become worse and worse. They don't seem to care to address it. Every year when a new FIFA comes out, people are instantly bashing them and they don't seem to care because they don't need to. They're still making mm. money off Ultimate Team. Um, yeah, and they've got the licenses yeah, as well. Licenses. That's that's yeah. the big thing. They've got the licenses for all of the all the real world clubs, whereas like Pro Evo's got the Italian League, one team from the Bundesliga and like a handful of other leagues and then every other club is like they've got the license for the player names but not the club yeah. names or the club badges or the, the strips or anything like that so it's like liverpool reds versus london blues yeah, there's, there's um, some uh the euro 2020 as well licenses getting added patches getting added in a couple of weeks so that'll add fully licensed national teams for all of them so that'll be pretty cool okay yeah because um, at the moment some of them don't even have the proper kits but and they have the exclusive uh, license to Juventus, yep. apparently. So Juventus won't be in, or like uh, Juventus not licensed to be in FIFA. I don't know. I just think they're it, not in football. I think manager. it'll be like what they do in Football Manager. It'll be like an unofficial team. But I don't know about the likenesses. Don't know. If I think it's, they'll still have the player names and and likenesses, yeah. but I, I don't think they'll have like the club, yeah. uh, the the name badge and strips yeah. um, or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, Prova just feels like a lot more of like a football sim. It's it's a lot easier to mess up if you're not like if you, you don't just like point in the general direction of the player and press the pass button and it all zip to them immediately like it does in FIFA like yep. you've actually got to aim your passes, you've got to time your passes, you got to time your your interceptions and your tackles. Yeah. I feel like it just it, feels a like, lot more um pressing and stuff feels more like you've actually got mm. to work to win the ball back a lot of the time. Um Yeah. Things yeah. like that, yeah, and just it makes it more open. I think, in I'm sure, in the hands of a super skilled player, you get absolutely trounced. But for all of us, we're all relatively new to it, like at least this generation. Um, so it's kind yeah. of led to a lot of open games that wouldn't necessarily happen in FIFA if FIFA didn't want it to happen. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, I've been really, really enjoying it. Um, any other? I've been mean, playing a lot of games. So I can't remember most of them. But the only other one I do want to talk about is um, No Clip. Have recently done. I haven't watched it yet. A um, one of the documentaries on um, Arcane Studios, who um, most I guess their most recent game was Prey, but they're best known for the Dishonored games. And they did a um, then they do a Half Life. Mm, they they started work on a Half Life that was cancelled. Was that the return to Ravenholm? That was the Ravenholm, yeah. They go into detail yeah. a lot about that. And they actually, um, in the documentary they go, they had three projects in a row that were cancelled. 
Oh man. And then Dishonored came out at the end of it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really good documentary. Um, whenever you get, yeah, I need up. to. I need to see it. I'll, I'll probably I might stick that on uh, after after we finished here, um, because uh, I know I never played Prey, but apart, apart from the demo, um, but I played um, through. Well, I, I bought Dishonored Day One. Um, absolutely loved it. Got all. I got um, the, the full thousand Gs on it on. Um, excuse me, on uh, Xbox Three Sixty. Uh, I'm like two trophies away from getting the platinum on Dishonored 2 on uh, PS4, and then I got the um, Dishonored um, Definitive Edition a while ago, and then I hadn't played it, and then saw this um, uh, this uh, documentary was out and heard that they were going to be doing another one specifically just on Dishonored uh, coming out at some point in the next couple of months, and I thought I'm going to play through the trilogy all over again. So mm. started playing through uh, Dishonored uh, Definitive Edition. Um, and then within like four days or so, I'd completed my um, no kills, never being spotted run, um, which is the way I always play. Like my first run through a Dishonored game is like no kills, never being spotted, just because it's like the most satisfying way to play it, and it's also the hardest. So I like to get that run out of the way first, and then I can unleash on um, <laughs> subsequent playthroughs and just murder everything. So you have to save scum a lot, then I guess, because the second you spotted, you're oh done. yeah, 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 yeah. You have to save scum a lot. Um, in Dishonored Two, you could like um, you could check you could check your stats mid mission mm-hmm. and see like whether you'd been spotted or whether you killed someone by accident because there's a couple of times like you might like shoot someone with a sleep dart and they'd fall off the edge of a building and die <laughs> um so it would class as a death or whatever or like yeah. you'd, you'd knock them out and they'd fall into a puddle and drown yeah. and it would class as a death or whatever um but you can't in dishonored one so i spent a lot of time like saves going because like i thought maybe i got spotted then but i don't know if I if I did for sure, so I better just reload just to be sure. So progress on that was was like quite slow, mm-hmm. but I just hit it really hard and um, and I smashed through it. But yeah, I absolutely love the Dishonored games. I love the I I love a good first person stealth game. Um, I loved Thief back in the day, and then they brought out that newer Thief, and I guess people at Arcane were like, "Well, if you're not going to do it properly, then I guess we will." <laughs> Yeah. So they made a proper, like, spiritual success as a thief, um, but in an entirely unique setting. Mm-hmm. Like, this sort of like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, aspects of it are kind of like almost like Victorian era, but then it's in the midst of a plague, which is very much like the like the bubonic plague. But then there's also like elements of city 17 from half-life 2 yeah um style like authoritarianism dystopian future technology uh, and the whole thing's powered by whale oil and then there's a whole like layer of um the occult in there as well um and the whole thing gets woven together with this really unique um art style especially in the way that like humans like characters are uh are drawn and like put together and it's it's really hard to describe but nothing looks and feels quite like the world of um uh, of dishonored and i i absolutely love it and i've i've gone back to 
those games so many times. I played through the the original on 360 so many times. Uh, even after I'd gotten all the achievements, every now and then I'd be like, fancy playing through Dishonored again and just blasting through it. Um, I still haven't played uh, Death of the Outsider. I picked it up a while ago and I, I, I've been sitting on it. And this is really this is going to sound really stupid. I haven't played it because as long as I've got it sat on my hard drive unplayed, then there's still some Dishonored left that I haven't played. Mm-hmm. If that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Because they're not making another one anytime soon, if if ever. Um, so, but now I think I'm actually gonna play through it. So I'm finishing. I'm gonna I'm gonna like play through all of uh, all my run throughs of Dishonored Definitive Edition just to get the platinum of that. And then there's all the DLC stuff on that to do as well. The um, it's like a bunch of like missions which are really cool, like which are almost like uh, Hitman style um, uh, trials where it's like. You're chucked into a uh, a level where there's a random target, and you have to go around and collect clues until you work out who the target is, and then find them and then kill them without being spotted. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, it ramps up the complexity and the difficulties you go through. Um, so I'm going to play through that until I until I get all the those trophies, and then do the finish off all the, the trophies to get the platinum on Dishonored Two, and then finally play Death of the Outsider because I fucking love those games. <laughs> And yeah, if you haven't played them, if you like, if you if you're a sucker for stealth, I know like some people just don't like stealth, especially not of like first person stealth. But if if you got any inkling, if you're any any part of you likes a good stealth game, like you should hunt down, uh, start with the first one, get Dishonored Definitive Edition, um, if you can get it cheap and just try it out because it's so good, so so good. Oh, you've played them, haven't you, Nick? Yeah, I've played both 1 and 2. I've not played Death to the Outsider. Um, but 1, again, it's probably one of the best. Uh, yeah, just brilliant game, really. Mm. Um, it's an, one of the last games I bought day 1. Um, and yeah, just completely loved every minute of it. I wasn't as keen on 2. Okay. But I'm not sure why that was. I want to go back and play it again to see if I prefer it. I don't know if I was just in a bad mood when I played through it or something. Um, mm. But again, the, this documentary has made me think, oh, I should pick up the definitive edition and play through it on PlayStation 4. You should. Um, you should. But yeah, I, I'm definitely going to do that at some point. So Yeah. Great I, don't games. Think you've, I don't think you've played them at all, have you, Adam? I started the first one. I couldn't tell you. Maybe like two hours in, and something I can't mm. remember. I think I I always play stealth games where I will try to maintain stealth as much as I can, but then kill stuff. And I must have gone on a frenzy and kind of got a bit fell out a little bit with the like the chaos system. Is it called? You said yeah. The more yeah. the more you more people you kill, like the darker the world becomes, and there's more plague rats, and there's more like infected people. Yeah, I started like the, to struggle like, with that. The weepers kind of hit a limit with that, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to come back to this, like start fresh. It's been long enough now. I haven't played it for ages, but yeah, you were talking yeah. about it with me the other day when we were playing uh, Wolfenstein. So I might go to that when I finished some other stuff I'm working on. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Because I own it, so why not, eh? Yeah. Uh, And then someday I will play Prey. Um, I had the chance when it was on Game Pass and I didn't, but... um, I I couldn't get on with Prey. No. Now, a few people have said the same thing. Yeah, I had to lower (laughs) it right down to, like, the easiest difficulty. And even then, there was still some spikes where it was tricky, so... 
Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, it's basically like a little bit Half Life, a little bit Bioshock. Yeah. Um, which I should like. Mm, I, I, I thought the same thing, really. I I went in being like, oh, I like this. I like this. This is essentially both of them bashed together by Arcane. Yeah. But there was just it something about it. I'm not sure what. I think the controls felt a bit floaty with the guns. Mm-hmm. Um, the shooting felt a bit floaty. And um, I wasn't entirely sure. I mean, obviously, the, there are mimics. So uh, you could turn around a corner and then like uh, a chair would come to life and try and kill you. I don't mind horror games, but it wasn't exactly horror. There was just something that wasn't quite... I couldn't put my finger on what, but I just didn't enjoy it. Um, and it didn't make. It wasn't fun going around the world. I think that's probably the, the difference, because Dishonored, it's really interesting to just go through the world and read everything and look at all the little hidden Easter eggs that are put, out, put around by developers and stuff to build the world out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't enjoy doing that in Prey because I was always afraid that behind me something was going to attack me which it did quite a few times when i was looking at reading something and i suddenly get attacked and then die um so i pretty much i think i put two or three hours in and then i've just given up on it yeah yeah Hmm. well i'll give it a try at some point because um arcane are a studio i'd like quite like to support because uh, of the games that, that they've put out that i have played i've loved them all so um yeah yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, there's, there's other games I played as well, but I can't remember quite a lot of them. I played that railway game that you recommended a while ago, Adam. Railway game. Oh. Yeah. Conduct together. Yes, that went really. It was super cheap on Switch, where you kind of like just yeah. all you do is use the face button to kind of control signals and move tracks around and try to deliver passengers and stop and, and start cargos. trains. Yeah, it gets really yeah. hard later on. Uh-huh. Um, but it's fun for sure it's kind of neat yeah it's just simply like you'll have like a, a set of like overlapping tracks and there'll be two trains and you have to like divert them onto different tracks and like stop and start them so they don't crash into each other and it, yeah it's a simple premise but it gets really frantic really quickly yeah I forgot yeah. about that yeah it's decent it's worth that's quite neat yeah um, I also picked up Bastion for like a couple of pounds or something like that um recently as well or maybe even less than that on switch and uh played through a chunk of uh, bastion and that game still really really good really good but yeah that's about it um nothing anything else we want to talk about should we wrap this up let's wrap this up let's forget that there's yeah. the world out there <laughs> yeah. yeah i saw someone describe say on um i think it was on twitter that uh, if 2020 was a game of Civ, you'd delete your save file and start again. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you'd be like, how has <laughs> yeah, this got definitely. so wrong? <laughs> Have you seen uh, Rami, Rami Ismail has made is2020over.com? No. <laughs> it's just like, a t- it, at the top it says no, and then it's just a timeline of all the terrible things that have happened this year. Is2020over.com. It should be. I'm ready for it. To no. Damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the worst Rami, thing as why? well is, last night I found out Ebola's back. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, a new Ebola outbreak yeah. in the Congo. Yeah. Just what we need, isn't it? Oh, good. It does feel like, you know, when you get bored on SimCity at the end and you kind just of just mess like about with everything, sense yeah. every, every bad thing you can at, at the city. It's like that's, that, but the world. Yeah, that's where we live right now. 
and somebody's mm-hmm. sick. Um, time, <laughs> someone's sick save. Yeah. I like uh, in the, in the middle of all of these like horrific um, milestones of this year so far. He's put um, Alexa, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, where is it? Uh, Microsoft breaks Windows via update again. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah 2020 sucks so let's just carry on playing video games and try and ignore it and D &D. yeah and D &D, yeah yeah we'll get back to that soon because i've really been enjoying it and pro evo yep all of the above yeah 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 um i've got to plug uh yeah head over to the life's gaming youtube channel there's the some stuff from when we played some um totally reliable delivery service up on there that was super fun um the small fortnightly fisticuffs uh like i said the recent ones uh, streets of rage 4 um i may or may not by the time this episode comes out i've uploaded some footage of us uh, of me and some of the people from the last day loaded community playing some Wreckfest. um be warned if you do watch that one column swears a lot <laughs> um of course he does Adam, what's what's happening with Joypads for Goldbusters? I am actually in the process. I am five games down so far in a new series, which is something, a new season we haven't done for ages because we haven't been able to get together. And because of the lockdown, we're not going to be. So I'm ranking handheld games right now. And I'm starting with uh, Game Boy, Game Gear, and Atari Lynx. And it's not been fun so far. Not going to lie. Most of the games I made are utter <laughs> trash. Like... <laughs> it's weird right oh, we hit a, you it's back. weird right and I'll get to it later as I get through this but right now I'm at that point where everybody thought they could cram every game onto the Game Boy so like FIFA is oh, yeah, the yeah. exact same game as it is on the consoles but on the Game Boy and it's trash like when you have a corner it can't. the Game Boy mm-hmm. can't scale the players, at the, all the players at the same time so instead they just flicker until you take the corner Things like that is horrendous. It sounds yeah. awful. So, um, so far, it's not like um, uh, Nintendo to to cram no. games onto their handheld platforms no. that probably shouldn't um, be on there. Yeah. So there's been one decent <laughs> game so far, J League game on the Game Gear, which was surprisingly <laughs> good. Um, but otherwise, okay, they've mostly been crap. So yeah, I'm hard on with that. No. And then of course editing the highlights for our Pez exploits. Which is going to take me a bit of time into like a highlight show yeah. that we can put up on both of the YouTube yeah. channels with any luck. And um, of course, go and listen to Match Day Matinee as well if you like uh, football movies. Oh, yeah, my other project. Yeah, been ranking. Oh, this is all I do. I just rank football <laughs> things now. This is like my job. Uh, so, yeah, in that podcast, I'm ranking. It's your niche. Yeah, ranking uh, every single football movie ever made. And uh, this week, what do we have this week? Oh, Goal will be our latest episode. By the oh, time yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. The best film. That's our season closer. Is there anyone that's got Alan Shearer in? Yeah, probably, yeah. I can't think of anything else. Um, yeah. So that's our season ender. Yeah. And then we've got some special content. We're going to do kind of like an awards episode where we give awards to all the, episodes, all the movies we've featured. And then we are doing like a fantasy movie episode where we kind of chat about what uh, like our fantasy period of football history we'd like to cover and like kind of like what actor we would like to be in it and stuff so pretty cool okay thanks 
more uh, they have a lot more football games in than uh, football films even sorry than yeah than oh you think. yeah this yeah we keep adding like the football game yeah. the football movies one we were at about 60 at one point and now the list is pushing on for 100 so we keep we keep Oof. finding new movies and it's just random you'll um i was searching goal on uh letterboxd to see what i'd ranked it last mm. time and then i happened to stumble across another film it's called the goalie who had anxiety it's like a German. It's right. like a German film about that German goalkeeper. I think it's called Traumann, who used to, who was like one of the first foreign oh, goalkeepers yeah. that came to England. And it's all about him and stuff. So it's just like, oh, all right, Bert Traumann. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's like, okay, get that yeah. on the list. We'll have to cover that one day. Um, nice. So yeah, so there's there's more out there than you think, but there's definitely way more mm. games. Like there's hundreds of games. We'll never get to them all. I'll oh, still yeah, be doing yeah, it when yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick, you got anything to plug? Uh, not really. Uh, apart from we have kind of started using our Mixer channel a bit more. Um, so ah, every yes. now and then we will be streaming over at mixer.com slash lapsed gamer. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also set up so it auto hosts any of us that go live. So if I stream anything yeah. or Adam streams anything, then it'll just pop onto our lapsed gamer radio. We'll try and tweet out when we do mm-hmm. it though. Yeah. Yeah, I need to actually. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's only set up for for me, uh, Adam and Chaz at the moment. If we stream, it will also. So I'll get I'll get you. Adam I added Adam me well, yesterday, so, yeah, so it's all good. Oh, you did. Oh, excellent, great. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're all on there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try and stream some more some more um, Xbox games out on uh, on Mixer. Although you you've been streaming um, other games out on Mixer as well, haven't you, Adam? Like. Wii yeah, that's why I was streaming Paper Mario. I'm yeah. probably going to stream some more yeah. tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. I'm busy tomorrow. Later in the week, I will. So, yeah. 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 But, yeah, well, well, not when this goes time out. Time <laughs> out. <laughs> no. <That's true. laughs> For yeah. your sake, Mark, Mix is uh, a Mark cool if platform. you want to watch again, Mark, I'll be doing some. <laughs> I will. I will, yeah. Yeah, Mix is a cool platform, so I'm going to stream some more on there. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's about wraps it up. Yeah. So, yeah. As always, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, you can do over at uh, Laps Gamer um, Twitter feeds at Laps Gamer. Um, drop us an email, lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. We have got a website. Don't bother going there. We haven't written anything on it for ages. Sums it up. Yeah. Catch Bye. you later. Bye. Bye.